Today is the 11th day of February. Welcome to the Daily Audio Bible. I am Brian. It is wonderful to be here with you today. Today, coming to you from the Galilee. We have left the wilderness behind and have arrived in the Galilee last evening. And so today we get to begin to immerse ourselves in this part of the country and in this part of the Bible. And looking forward this evening to our live broadcast. And I say this evening because that's what it will be for us. But depending on where you are in the world, like back in the United States, that'll be uh, midday. Nevertheless, we'll talk about all of that in a little bit. But first, let's dive in and take the next step forward in the scriptures. And our next step leads us back into the book of Exodus. Moses has been with God on Mount Sinai and God has been revealing the tabernacle and the priesthood and the functions and the wardrobe and the construction. He's, he's been kind of laying out what's going to organize the people. Meanwhile, the people have been down at the bottom of the mountain and Moses isn't coming back. And they're starting to wonder about that. And that is where we pick up the story. Exodus chapters 32 and 33 today. When the people saw that it took so long for Moses to come down from the mountain, the people gathered around Aaron and said to him, Get up. Make a God for us who will go before us, because this Moses, the man who brought us up out of the land of Egypt, we do not know what has become of him. Aaron said to them, Pull off the gold earrings from your wives and sons and daughters and bring them to me. All the people pulled off their gold earrings and brought them to Aaron. He took what they handed him and shaped it with an engraving tool and made it into a bull calf cast out of metal. Then they said, This is your God, Israel, which brought you up out of the land of Egypt. When Aaron saw this, he built an altar in front of it. And Aaron made a proclamation. He said, Tomorrow, shall be a festival to the Lord. They got up early the next day and offered burnt offerings and brought fellowship offerings. Then the people sat down to eat and to drink and got up to celebrate wildly. The Lord spoke to Moses, Hurry down, because your people, whom you brought up out of the land of Egypt, have corrupted themselves. They have quickly turned from the way which I commanded them. They have made a calf for themselves out of metal and have worshipped it. They have sacrificed to it and said, This is your God, Israel, which brought you up out of the land of Egypt. The Lord said to Moses, I have seen these people, and they certainly are a stiff-necked people. So now, leave me alone so that my anger can burn hot against them so that I may consume them and make you into a great nation. 
Moses begged the Lord his God and said, O Lord, why does your anger burn against your people, whom you have brought out of the land of Egypt with great power and with a mighty hand? Why should the Egyptians say, He brought them out for an evil purpose, to kill them in the mountains and to consume them from the face of the earth? Turn back from your fierce anger and change your mind about inflicting disaster on your people. Remember Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, your servants, to whom you swore by your own self. You said to them, I will multiply your seed like the stars of the sky, and I will give all this land that I have spoken about to your seed, and they shall inherit it forever. Then the Lord changed his mind about the disaster which he said he would inflict on his people. Moses turned and went down the mountain with the two tablets of the testimony in his hand, tablets that were written on both sides, written on one side and on the other. The tablets were the work of God, and the writing was the writing of God engraved on the tablets. When Joshua heard the noise of the people as they shouted, he said to Moses, There is the noise of war in the camp. Moses said, It is not the sound of people who shout for victory. Neither is it the sound of people who cry because of defeat. But I do hear the sound of people who are celebrating. As soon as Moses came near the camp, he saw the calf and the dancing, and Moses' anger burned. So he threw the tablets out of his hands and broke them at the foot of the mountain. He took the calf that they had made, burned it with fire, ground it to powder, and scattered it on the water. Then he made the people of Israel drink it. Moses said to Aaron, What did these people do to you that you have brought such a great sin on them? Aaron said, Do not let the anger of my Lord burn. You know these people. They are set on evil, so they said to me, Make a god for us who will go ahead of us, because this Moses, the man who brought us out of the land of Egypt, we do not know what has become of him. So I said to them, Whoever has any gold, pull it off. So they gave it to me. I threw it into the fire, and out came this calf. When Moses saw that the people were out of control, for Aaron had let them get so out of control that they were disgraced among their enemies. Moses stood in the gate of the camp and said, Whoever is on the Lord's side, come to me. All the descendants of Levi gathered themselves together to Moses. He said to them, This is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says. Every man is to strap his sword on his thigh and go back and forth throughout the camp from one gate of the camp to the other. And every man is to kill his brother and every man his friend and every man his neighbor. The Levites did what Moses said. And that day about 3,000 men from among the people fell. Moses said, Begin your service of the Lord today. Yes, 
because every man among you took a stand against his son and against his brother. The Lord is bestowing a blessing on you today. On the next day, Moses said to the people, You have committed a very serious sin. Now I will go up to the Lord. Perhaps I can gain atonement for your sin. Moses returned to the Lord and said, Yes, this people has committed a very serious sin. They have made a god of gold for themselves. Yet now, if you will please forgive their sin, and if not, please erase me from your book, which you have written. The Lord said to Moses, Whoever has sinned against me is the one I will erase from my book. Now go, lead the people to the place about which I have spoken to you. Look, my angel shall go ahead of you. Nevertheless, when the right day comes for me to punish, I will punish them for their sin. The Lord struck the people with a plague because of what they had done with the calf that Aaron made. The Lord spoke to Moses, Depart, go up from here, you and the people that you have brought up out of the land of Egypt. Go up to the land about which I swore to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob. I will give it to your seed. I will send an angel before you, and I will drive out the Canaanites, the Amorites, the Hittites, the Perizzites, the Hivites, and the Jebusites. Go up to a land flowing with milk and honey. But I myself will not go up among you, because you are a stiff-necked people, and I would consume you on the way. When the people heard this bad news, they mourned, and none of them put on their jewelry. For the Lord had said to Moses, Tell the people of Israel, you are a stiff-necked people. If I were to go up among you for one moment, I would consume you. Therefore, now take off your jewelry while I determine what to do to you. So the people of Israel stripped themselves of their jewelry at Mount Horeb. So Moses took a tent and set it up outside the camp, far away from the camp, and he called it the Tent of Meeting. Everyone who was seeking an answer from the Lord would go out to the Tent of Meeting, which was outside the camp. Whenever Moses went out to the tent, all the people got up and stood at their tent doors and watched Moses until he had gone into the tent. Whenever Moses entered the tent, the pillar of cloud would come down and stand at the door of the tent, and the Lord would speak with Moses. All the people saw the pillar of cloud standing at the door of the tent, and all the people would rise up and worship all of them at their own tent door. The Lord spoke to Moses face to face as a man speaks to his friend. Moses would return again into the camp, but his assistant Joshua, son of Nun, a young man, did not leave the tent. Moses said to the Lord, Look, you yourself have been telling me, lead this people up, but you have not let me know whom you will send with me. Yet you have said, I know you by name, and you have also found favor in my sight. So now, 
If I have found favor in your sight, please show me your ways so that I may know you, so that I may find favor in your sight. Consider that this nation is your people. The Lord said, My presence will go with you, and I will give you rest. Moses said to him, If your presence is not going to go with me, do not send us up from here. After all, how would people know that I have found favor in your sight? I and your people. Isn't it in this way that you go with us so that we are distinguished, I and your people, from all the people who are on the face of the earth? The Lord said to Moses, I will also do this thing that you have said, for you have found favor in my sight, and I know you by name. Then Moses said, Please, show me your glory. The Lord said, I will make all my goodness pass in front of you, and I will proclaim the name of the Lord in your presence. I will be gracious to whom I will be gracious, and I will show mercy to whom I will show mercy. He said, You cannot see my face, for no human may see me and live. The Lord also said, Look, there is a place next to me where you shall stand on the rock. It will happen that while my glory passes by, I will put you in a crevice in the rock. I will cover you with my hand until I have passed by. Then I will take away my hand, and you will see my back, but my face will not be seen. Matthew 26, 69 through 27, 14. Meanwhile, Peter was sitting outside in the courtyard. A servant girl came to him and said, You were also with Jesus the Galilean. But he denied it in front of everyone, saying, I don't know what you're talking about. When Peter went out to the entryway, someone else saw him and said to those who were there, This fellow was with Jesus of Nazareth. Again, Peter denied it with an oath and said, I do not know the man. After a little while, those who stood by came and said to Peter, Surely you are also one of them, because even your accent gives you away. Then he began to curse and to swear, I do not know the man. Just then, the rooster crowed, and Peter remembered the word Jesus had spoken. Before the rooster crows, you will deny me three times. And he went outside and wept bitterly. Early in the morning, all the chief priests and the elders of the people reached the decision to put Jesus to death. They bound him, led him away, and handed him over to Pontius Pilate, the governor. Then, when Judas, who had betrayed him, saw that Jesus was condemned, he felt remorse. He brought back the thirty pieces of silver to the chief priests and elders and said, I have sinned by betraying innocent blood. But they said, 
What is that to us? That's your problem. He threw the pieces of silver into the temple and left. Then he went out and hanged himself. The chief priest took the pieces of silver and said, It is not lawful to put these into the treasury since it is blood money. They reached a decision to buy the potter's field with the money as a burial place for foreigners. So that field has been called the field of blood to this day. Then what was spoken through Jeremiah the prophet was fulfilled. They took the thirty pieces of silver, the price the sons of Israel had set for him, and they gave them for the potter's field just as the Lord commanded me. When Jesus stood in the presence of the governor, the governor asked him, Are you the king of the Jews? Jesus said to him, It is as you say. When he was accused by the chief priests and elders, he answered nothing. Then Pilate said to him, Don't you hear how many things they are testifying against you? But he did not answer him, not even one word, so that the governor was very surprised. Psalm 33, 1-11 Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord. Shout joyfully to the Lord, you righteous. The praise of the upright is beautiful. Thank the Lord with a lyre. Make music for him with the ten-stringed harp. Sing to him a new song. Play skillfully and shout praises. Yes, the word of the Lord is right, and everything he does is trustworthy. He loves righteousness and justice. The mercy of the Lord fills the earth. By the word of the Lord the heavens were made. By the breath of his mouth he made the whole army of stars. He gathers the water of the sea into a heap. He puts the depths into storehouses. Let all the earth fear the Lord. Let all the inhabitants of the world revere him. For he said, Let it be, and it was. He gave a command, and there it stood. The Lord wrecks the plan of the nations. He hinders the intentions of the peoples. The plan of the Lord stands forever. The intentions of his heart stand through all generations. Proverbs 8, 33-36 Listen to discipline and become wise. Do not neglect it. How blessed is the person who listens to me so that he can watch at my doors day after day, so that he can stand guard beside my front door. Because whoever finds me finds life, and he obtains favor from the Lord. But whoever sins against me harms himself. All who hate me love death. 
Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for bringing us through another week. I thank you for bringing us here into the land of the Bible. And now that we've landed in the Galilee and we begin to chase down your story, Jesus, and experience the north of the country, we ask that your Holy Spirit lead and guide us. Whether we are here in person or whether we're virtually traveling, lead and direct us. Lead us on the pathways of wisdom. Lead us deeper into intimacy with you and union with you. Guide our steps, we pray. In the name of Jesus, we ask. Amen. Okay, so as I mentioned at the beginning, we have, have arrived in the Galilee region and we'll be centering ourselves in this part of the country for the next several days. Climbed our way from the lowest point on Earth. Uh, we're still below sea level here at the Sea of Galilee, but we've climbed up a lot. So the low point, I guess, uh, geographically anyway, the low point of the journey is behind us. And we began our journey yesterday at the, at the Dead Sea. That's where we spent the night. And our first stop of the day was at the Oasis of Engedi. And the uh, Engedi is mentioned several times in the Bible, so it's definitely a geographical location in the, in the biblical narrative a number of times. And so we kind of explored that. And there's caves all over that area. And so there's caves all along the oasis of Engedi, where early monks had gone to live in the desert. But also David hiding from Saul in the caves of Engedi. And we don't know the exact cave. I mean, there's some traditions, but we don't know the exact cave. But he cut off a piece of Saul's robe there in that area. And so we, we talked about that and we opened up the book of Second Chronicles and read a story from King Jehoshaphat's life when an army came across the Dead Sea, allied armies from different nations to attack Jerusalem and their staging area was kind of in Getty, which makes sense. That's fresh water in the wilderness. So we just pretty much read the 20th chapter of Second Chronicles, which is that story, and applied it to our lives as we contemplated leaving the wilderness and, and what the wilderness has meant to us, not only on this journey, but in our lives. And then our next stop, uh, maybe half an hour up the road a little bit, was at Qumran, where one of the greatest archaeological finds in history was found, and that being the Dead Sea Scrolls. And so exploring that story as it connects to uh, biblical scholarship and the find there and what it has represented, and the Essene people who, who preserved these documents and their story. And uh, so we explored that a little bit, did a little shopping there. And uh, then next, moved to the Jordan River uh, for baptisms outside of Jericho, where um, 
where the Bible tells us that Jesus was baptized because that's where John was baptizing people. And so there are places there at the Jordan River, uh, both on the Israeli and the Jordanian side for, for baptism. This tradition goes back a long, long ways. And so we went down there and it wasn't a disappointment in any way. It was very very frigid water, as it always is, very cold, take your breath away kind of cold. But the shock of it definitely sears it into your memory, and that is probably important when um, when you are claiming your devotion to Jesus unto death and willing to leave behind who you were without him in those waters that are flowing down to the Dead Sea. And so it couldn't be more appropriate. And so it was a joy and a a humbling privilege to be there and to witness that and to participate in that and, and to have a moment with so many who are traveling along with us there standing in the Jordan River, leaving behind everything that was who we were without Christ. And so that is, that is always a deeply, deeply humbling and very moving time. And uh, it's cold as well. And so we did that and uh, finished up and then moved kind of from the Jordan River way, way up high overlooking Jericho, looking down into Jericho. And looking at the ancient pathways up to Jerusalem, and it was a really clear day, so it was an opportunity for us to really see the the Judean wilderness where Jesus was tempted, to uh, look down into Jericho and see that, and then we could see the Mount of Olives all the way from there. And so it was uh, a really good glimpse of the, the difference in geography or the difference in altitude Jerusalem is much higher than Jericho is. And from Jericho up to Jerusalem is up, uphill the whole way. So we just kind of explored some of that and um, just oriented ourselves a little bit and talked about Jesus' story of the Good Samaritan, talked about the Valley of the Shadow of Death, And then we came down the mountain and uh, began to head toward the Galilee. A little bit of a stop. We weren't able to go into Jericho proper this time. Normally we would go for lunch there, but there have been some activities uh, that, that need to take place. And that is keeping people out for safety reasons. And so we don't ever take any chances like that and so we bypassed that and headed for the Galilee and it's a couple of hour drive I guess from there maybe maybe two and a half hours but we get to see the change in the geography as we're climbing out of the open wilderness and things become more and more green the further north we go kind of following along the Jordanian border really really beautiful drive and was a really beautiful drive on a really beautiful day and so we got to enjoy the sunset and 
arrived within view of the Sea of Galilee as the sun had set and we were just watching some of the colors in the sky and we got to drive really the length of the Sea of Galilee from from south to north and that was really, really beautiful and then checking into our hotel where we get to finally unpack for a few days going to We've been wandering in the wilderness and it feels like it's been forever. It's just been a couple of days, but all the jostling around kind of comes to a little bit of a stop. We finally can unpack and just know that we're coming back to the same place for a few nights as we explore this region. And so we got checked in and I went out on the on the uh, porch and the sky was just glowing red. In, as the sun had set and it was just exploding with color and I don't know every time I get here something in me exhales and um, and that was that was true of arriving this time and so today we're gonna explore around this area we have several places to visit and I will be able to tell you about that after we do it. So that'll have to wait till tomorrow. But thank you for your continued prayers over us. Thank you for uh, for being here virtually. As we are here physically representing everybody. I'm looking forward to sharing every step of the journey all along the way. And we continue to uh, post as things are happening on social media. So you can go and kind of follow along and check that out. Tonight, and I say tonight, but it's not necessarily going to be tonight for everybody. It's going to be today or this morning for some people, but at 7.30 this evening. So like in the Rolling Hills of Tennessee, that's 11.30 in the morning on Saturday. And you'd have to kind of check wherever it is the difference between Tel Aviv and where you may be. But we'll be going on Facebook Live and coming together as a community and just sharing some of our experiences thus far. And so looking forward to that. But thank you for your continued prayers as we continue the journey forward. And that is all I can tell you. Because that is what has happened so far, and I'll look forward to telling you more as it happens. But that's it for today. I'm Brian. I love you. And I'll be waiting for you here. Tomorrow. This is Morgan from Texas. Today is February the 5th. I heard a prayer about this young man, about him as a parent, as a father. And so my prayer is for you, sir. Heavenly Father, I just pray for, for wisdom for this young man. I pray for peace and understanding. Lord, I, I pray that you flood him with the goodness of you, God, because you are a good father. Lord, I pray for uh, the situation and how life is, that it's not his fault. Yes, there's, God gave us a will, but Man, Lord, you you save us that it says in your word that you never leave us nor forsaken us. 
And Lord, I just pray for, for his children. I pray for the blood of Jesus over them. I pray for their protection. I pray for the fruit of the Spirit upon his children. Love, joy, peace, and patience, and kindness, and gentle, and meekness. I pray for his boys, say they grow up to be a man of God. And that, yes, they see situation, but Lord, I cancel that out in the name of Jesus, that what they see, they see the goodness of God. That um, I, I restoration for his boys, soften their heart in Jesus' name. And I pray for his daughters as well. Peace upon his daughters. Uh, let them see, have their eyes open to see the situation they're at, that this is not godly. Conviction uh, reveal in Jesus' name. And Lord, I just pray that as uh, this father goes through his day, that you show the goodness of God, that you show and you remind him and send your godly people over his behalf. In Jesus' name, amen. Hello, DAV family. This is God's tree for I have many branches, but I'm rooted in the word of God. Um, I want to thank those that have been praying for me. Um, I expressed a couple of weeks ago about my heart being broken by my husband of 29 years. Um, and we were in the process of planning our 30th wedding anniversary. When I find out about some things about him, that kind of broke my heart. So now I'm in a space where I'm seeking God on what direction to go with our relationship. Should I continue or should I stay? Um, I have people in my ear who tell me to let a marriage go, uh, he did wrong, and et cetera, et cetera. But in my world, I've invested 29 years in a relationship, and I married him before God, and I believe that God wanted me to stay in this relationship. So I'm just asking that you all pray for me and him for restoration, for understanding, and for the enemy to take his hands out of this situation because what God put together, no man can put us under, and I know God put us together. I'm pressing forward, and I'm trusting God, and that's all I can do. I don't want to look like a fool, but at the same time, I want to trust and believe God. So I ask that you continue to lift me up, and I will lift you up, for God gets the glory out of all of it anyway. God bless you, and I love you, D.A.B. family. And again, thank you all for thinking of me and praying for me. Hi, my name is Roisha, a.k.a. Ro. I'm calling on behalf of my brother, Roy, broken with the purpose, who is incarcerated. But he's been doing a daily audio Bible reading since the first of the year, and it's, it's y'all prayers on the hotline that has really spoke to his heart. Mainly this call, the calls about those who are depressed or having social anxiety or suicidal thoughts. He wants to reach out to you with the testimony of why hurt people hurt other people or, or themselves. Since he was 11 years old, he's held in a lot of hurt, shame, and pain and didn't blame God or those who caused it. He only blamed himself and spent 24 years doing everything he could to carry that instead of talking about it, which led to him hurting others. Secret struggles like homosexuality, 
and abuse toward himself from a stepfather who wanted to beat him into being a man, while at the same time the stepfather would hurt his mother and sisters, and the fact he couldn't protect them made him feel less than a man and made him hate himself. Then when he hurt other people like him who were broken and found himself in a pit of despair and brokenness, and instead of talking about it, he held it all in until he found himself in a cell surrounded by people on death row wanting to live, and he just wanted to die because no one knows how he feels inside. And that's when God told him he was not alone and his gracious was sufficient enough for him. And he has called him by name to bring him out and tell his story of hurt, shame, and pain. And God desired to take it all away. Called to talk about what no one wants to do out of fear of not being understood, how it feels to be alone, surrounded by people who don't know your shame, how it feels to hate who you've become, to not know who you are. Well, God knew God, God, well, God knew, God knows, and God cares. Hello, Daily Audio Bible family again. This is Brandon from Behind the Fence down in Hamilton Correctional in Florida. Uh, first off, just thanking God for the, prayer, the prayers that I've heard for the camp here and just praising God that prayers have been answered. Uh, the violence and the stabbings that have been happening um, have basically ceased since we began to pray. We've not had uh, any kind of of those, and I believe in almost three weeks, uh, men's lives are being changed, and uh, God has been good to me. Um, I got placed in a faith-based dorm, got accepted into a seminary school, um, so God is just moving, but it, Satan is also beginning to throw new attacks against my family, uh, with some men in here as well, So, uh, but God is faithful. And right now, I just want to stand on his word and thank God and just claim that no weapon formed against us shall prosper, that every mouth that is risen against us shall be silenced in Jesus' name. Um, and just pray for the the campfire, the, the all the families and all those represented. Lord, I just ask that you would bless them right now, Lord God. And Lord, I thank you for this community and for all the prayers that come in, Lord God, and I uplift Sheena and God's yellow flower, Lord God, those in Canada, Lord God, and Lord, I uplift our country. And Lord, I ask that you would uh, just intervene in my family's life, Lord God, that you would continue to help us to look to you, to trust you, to honor you in all that we do, Lord God, and even when we don't understand it, Lord God. I pray for Sean and his family right now, Lord God. I pray for financial blessing and direction and ministry, Lord God, and doors to be opened. And Lord, you are a good God, and we just honor you, we praise you, and I just loose your power, your Holy Spirit, into these situations. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Be blessed, Dad family. Again, it's Brandon from Behind the Fence. Love y'all, praying for y'all, and continue to live, uplift Hamilton Correctional. In Jesus' name, amen. Yeah. Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I stand in the gap today for my brothers and sisters. I lift up families today. I take authority over everything that will stop families, husbands and wives. I take authority over fighting and arguing. I take authority over a rebellious children, children who are disrespectful to their parents. In the name of the Lord Jesus, I call forth right now husbands and wives to come together in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we thank you, oh God, for your word, for your word is true. 
You said before one jot or tittle of your word not come to pass. You said heaven and earth would pass away. We stand on your word. Oh God, we thank you for delivering today in the lives of your people. Father, I lift up every man, every woman, every boy, every girl. Father, we thank you for saving and delivering and setting free by your mighty power. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. This is the pastor's wife from Huntington. Thanking God for everyone. Be blessed.